This is Behind the Game with PJ, live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Priscilla Joseph. Welcome to it, everybody, on a Thursday night. I was uh, distracted, I have to admit. I was trying to find football. <laughs> I was trying to find football. Priscilla will be here shortly uh, and will join us and take us through the next two hours. Lots to talk about. Uh, you guys feel free to join us. 402 464 5685 Starter Heyman Text Line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to shout us out, you want to speak out, you want to be heard, or you got a question. Or otherwise, do so. Uh, the Sarda Heyman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live, so you can uh, see what's going on in studio. Uh, exceptional group of young ladies just left this room. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, very cool. Uh, it was a it was a teal family affair. Uh, the three sisters were all here. Um, all golfers all know it. We, I felt terribly ignorant about golf. Uh, <laughs> they know it at 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 a finite level, and it's just like very cool. To, to, yeah. To to plus they're pioneers because as you, as you heard, you know they're playing in the men's game and taking yeah, on that's crazy uh, stereotypes and they're taking on uh, resistance and uh, the odd looks because you're different. But quite frankly, they're golfers and uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, all three of them very good golfers, obviously. Yeah, you know, I I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're better. they're pretty good, they're pretty good. Um, that family's got to be pretty proud. Yeah, <laughs> well, especially like for Haley Teeley to be like, I'd rather just play golf now, and then that way I can still play, you know, my spring sport. Yeah, and then just not caring at all about yeah. playing with the boys, just thinking it'll make her better. And sure enough. I mean, that takes that takes a lot just to go up and do that. I don't know too many people that would just have the guts to be like, "Yeah, I'm just going to go play with the boys and it's whatever." Yeah, Not look them look them dead square in the face. Yeah, yeah you know what? I don't particularly care. <laughs> I don't particularly care. Yeah, you're you know, uh, it's supposed to be a disadvantage, but um, once again, um, you know, the 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 young people who are in this athletic department, Nebraska has some exceptional human beings in their athletic department. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about enough. Yeah. We don't talk about enough because every single night you hear some fascinating story about an incredible student athlete who's going above him. Like, it's hard enough just to be a student at the University of Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Harder to be an athlete at the University of Nebraska. Ridiculous to be a student athlete, striving to be a scholar athlete, or an academic all-American, all academic all-conference. Oh, by the way, we're going to deal with gen- gender issues as well. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty fascinating. Um, a couple of things to talk about. I I did. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, so tonight with the preseason game, it's the Giants and Pats. Pats mm-hmm. are currently up seven three uh, against the Giants. Uh, not much to watch. A uh, couple of you see a couple of familiar faces out there, but not a lot. No, and then uh, 
Titans Ravens too. That's in the second quarter as well. Yep. Ravens are up seven zero right now. I did uh, not see who threw. I don't even know who's who's quarterbacking in any of these games. Tyler Huntley. Oh, to, to Tyler's a friend. I guess I should be ashamed of myself. I should okay. probably know that he's playing tonight. Yeah, so I guess he's out there for him. I was I was so let me put that let me pull that one up as well. So I'll go back and forth. Then on the next break we'll go through and uh I'll put it up on the T V so we can actually see it. Um couple of things from the stats. So yeah, so wow. I love preseason football because the names you're just sitting there trying to figure out what well, <laughs> So Tyler Huntley, he's five of eight, five mm-hmm. of six, uh for twenty three yards, not much going on there. Mike Davis playing tailback, not much going on there. Uh, none of the receivers uh, are, are going to make your head spin. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not really seeing too much right now. You know, uh, for the Titans, I didn't. The funny thing was, was, like, I had to purposefully Google who the player was because the offensive player that they feature is Des Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And I just went, who in the world is Des Fitzpatrick? Yeah, and he I don't even think he's playing at all. Or he hasn't he doesn't have anything yet. Um and then Tannehill, obviously he's not yeah. playing yet. He's yeah. sitting, so we're seeing Malik Willis who's over three right now. It was fantastic. It's preseason football. <laughs> you're just you're just finding out who the new guys are. Like it's trying to it's, evaluate. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, you guys are just dudes. Um but on the other side, uh Field of Dreams. So Major League Baseball is having their Field of Dreams night. And right down the road here, we could have drove to it if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what happens. Um, before the game, of course, the little vignette that they have and the whole thing of what the movie is, you know, you know, having a catch w- between dad and uh, dad and son. And through the, the cornfields, walk Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr., <laughs> And I went, okay, you got me. Yeah, 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 I bought in. Yeah, I bought in. That was, that, I appreciate it. I think they nailed that. As far as MLB with marketing, as bad as it's been, I feel like last year that was a highlight. And then the way it ended, too, the walk-off home run. It's just well done, right? It was, it was perfect. It was just well done. It's I don't a, know if tonight will compete with how good last year's was, though. Um, not because – Just because the game was so good. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get a game. I mean, that was perfect. That yeah. was, like, story written, the way that one worked out. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. I mean, it was like, okay, I, I get why the Cubs should be there. Mm-hmm. Against the Reds? Like, I know they're old school. Yeah. Like, okay, like, I get it. But not no, that's not who I want to watch. No, especially when it's competing against football now, too. Yeah, two football games. Plus, my I actually got caught up today in some Little League baseball. So Little League World, play, World Series playoffs, all that stuff's going on. So I kind of got caught up in that. As a matter of fact, um, a friend of mine, uh, her nephew, her grandson is playing in it for Bonnie Lake, Washington. And they're playing now against Bend, Oregon. And she was telling the story about how they, you know, what they had to go through to get there. Mm-hmm. Of course, the fundraising is always interesting when, when, when that sort of stuff happens. Takes a lot. Uh, oh, they, 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 they went on a big fundraiser drive to try to get enough money uh, to send these kids there, and then finally, some big wig locally stood up and said, uh, "I got you covered. Nice. I got you covered." 
Um, those are always just – there has to be a better way. Mm-hmm. There just has to be a better way to get kids to look. I mean, they're all televised, so there's money. Mm-hmm. ESPN's making money. People watch it too. Right? I by, mean, it, it, by selling it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all there. So what would it take? Especially still in the regionals. So You would just – I don't know. It's a tough question because you – I don't know who you go for for the money. I mean, you would think that they just have enough money off the TV deals alone to pay their way for the best teams out there. You think that makes sense, but you know, if they don't have to, they're not going to. You'd have to almost put that in law, but I, there's I, no no way. Yeah, I mean, and having been around a couple of those programs when they were going. Now, remember a couple of years ago for Little League, there was a, a Little League team locally. Was it Grand Island? Uh, I think Grand Island. Yeah, yeah, it was Grand Island. Um, they, they got to go, and mm-hmm. so I know that they had to fun, fundraise. Yeah. Uh, last minute, they had to fundraise. <laughs> it it takes a lot of money, too. Do you know what the number is that it takes? Well, so, and I can tell you based on, especially when it t- comes to regional, so mm-hmm. the state, so the local and state tournaments are doable. Yep. Because uh, most of those kids and families are already locked into to travel budgets anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, then when you get to regional, then it becomes a little bit more because folks are out of town. Uh, and you're also including parents yep. uh, in the consideration. Now, parents pay for themselves unless a you know coach. But a lot of in a lot of cases, that's what it is: is the kids who are who are playing. You know, dad is a coach and mom's a team mom, and uh, she handles. You know, somebody in the in the area handles travel or accommodations or other. And then you 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 partner up. I would. The national level gives you the most money coming from the association. But I'm still not sure it covers everything. Yeah, and I mean it's got to be a ton of money. That well, their meals. Uh, well, um, I don't know how they do it now, um, because my, my concern immediately is whether they're flying from. Mm-hmm. So if you're going from Pennsylvania, from Seattle to Pennsylvania, you're not driving. You're no. flying. Yeah, you have to. Right, you're flying. So. They'll set aside some budget, but they, of course they have travel partners in their sponsorships for Little League World Series mm-hmm. that will accommodate. And then the hotels are accommodated. So what I think it works is you get one room per family. Okay. Because in most cases, you know. Yeah. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, what happens is since not all, not not every kid has two parents going, mm-hmm. um, then some people there's kind of a, a pool of, 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 of kids who stay next to the coaches. <laughs> um, and then the parents usually, and the funny thing is, man, the parents usually are in the hotel lobby. Like they're at the hotel bar. Yeah. So you got like a bunch the kids, of, the kids are at bed. Yeah, the kids are at bed. The kids, well, the kids are in the room. Yeah. And the doors are open until curfew. And then, uh, but to that point, they try to put like one team on one floor. Right. So that you don't cross over or it's somebody who, Somebody who's playing a day game versus somebody who's playing a night game, mm-hmm. um, and then they would do all that. But then the parents, oh, the parents are amazing because th- they get work in. Like I, there's no shame in the game. These parents, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're there for it, obviously, I feel like you got, you got some you got some credibility going. <laughs> Plus, your way. there's a ton of time. There's a ton of time that you have to spend there in between games. Yeah, just burning time. So, you know. You're giving the, up the a lot to be there. The pool is chaos. The pool is utter chaos. Uh, the gym is utter chaos. The restaurant 
it's our utter chaos. Also, because you don't know how long your, your team's your kid's team is going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, your kid, you know, your team could go there, lose the first game, get in a loser's bracket, and then have to battle back. Or you can get in the winner's bracket and wait around. And then if you get – you could win and then get in a loser's bracket, and it's even worse because then you're just going to play game after game after yeah. game after game. Um, you got to take medical care of everybody. It, it's – There's a lot. There's a reason why I don't coach it anymore. <laughs> there is a reason why I don't coach it anymore. I'm going to check it because I think that, you know you should be able to find the numbers on uh, you know what is there. I'm not sure what. Um, that's just Priscilla on her way. Okay. Uh, I, I, I wanted to make sure she wasn't saying, "Hey, I can't make it." Um, I'm sure. Pretty sure there's a number. Uh, let's see here. I did want to ask you too while you're looking that up. Uh-huh. Did you see that video of that uh, pitcher just absolutely doming a kid, and then the kid got up and then came up there and hugged the kid after he was shaking up a little bit and said it's all right? Yeah, it you know it gives me hope. Why was there so much? Like there was a lot of people calling it soft and like this. They're wrong. I yeah I agree. I just They're I couldn't wrong. understand the angle of why you would even think that's that's weak or soft on the player. They're wrong. Like it's just it's just it I don't understand especially in youth sports like I don't understand it. Um Listen. A big part of what I did once I I I I got older into into coaching, once I became experienced in coaching was you end up spending time coaching coaches. Like the way I carry myself should be an example for the the the, the coach I'm coaching in. Mm-hmm. So quite frankly, what would happen is if you've got a well-behaved team versus a not well-behaved team, the not well-behaved team, if the coach is worth his weight, will ask, "So what do you do? What's going? On? Like what are you doing that I'm not doing?" Um, but I set rules. Like I don't have I have rules that my players don't talk to the umpires my job yeah i feel like it's my job good rule enough like come to me come to me and tell me what's going on and then i'll go talk to the official it's respectful to the official it keeps it keeps the young person focused on what they're there to do which is Mm -hmm. to play let the grown-ups be grown-ups i got you like i'll fight for you when, when, when it's necessary um but then when it comes to coaches and the things that are said i like if i you know i'm a clapper so if somebody makes a great play against me, I'm going to clap the same way if it was one of my players. Yeah. Um, if somebody has a good at bat or they they're doing thing, you know, good job, son. Now I'm not, I'm not reaching over the fence to coach your kids, but I'm being an example anyway. Yeah, you see a good play, you're not gonna. So here's a kid at the, and this is part of the problem with little league sports when it comes to the, the television and amplification and and highlighting. Is that they're not emotionally built for this. They're not emotionally set at age 12 or age 14 to go through and be on national TV. That's a good point. And in your greatest in your greatest and worst moment, be on national television. Now, it's wonderful when you're, when you're doing well. Yeah. But the adults have to be careful for the kids who don't do well. Like, that's the standard. And those are the boundaries is – 
Not when you're doing well. Everybody loves you when you're doing well. My, one of my rules as a coach is that I need to love my players more when they do poorly than, than when they do well. Mm-hmm. When they do well, they're going to get loved on. Like that's, that, that's, we know that. That's part of why they play the game. But when they really need me is when they don't do well. And so it, it was a lot of it was accepting responsibility and accountability. Now, here's this young man. He's a teenager, right? He's going through adolescence, man. This dude's going through puberty, mm-hmm. right? He's an emotional wreck anyway. Yeah. Like there, on they, the biggest stage he's probably been on. Right. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. This is the biggest stage and the most eyes, right? And how does he how, – how is he supposed to react to it? Mm-hmm. You know – He's, if he's 14 years old, he probably spent two days that week not trying to remember to wash his underwear. Yeah. Right? Or to take a shower that day. Yeah. And what we've done is we put this kid on national TV, and the kid made a mistake. Like, he failed at a moment that in his head would define him forever. Yeah. Not knowing that it really wouldn't, but he doesn't know that. Well, that's he, what I'm saying. He's a kid. He's a kid. He does. He I does. couldn't believe the backlash. He didn't know. The people I, look, I don't understand that first of all, I it, it's a conversation that happens in sports all the time where where the wrong people wanna wanna point out, Oh, the game's soft now. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Game's not soft. We got smarter. That's what I'm saying. I'd take the teams today to play some of those older we teams. We got smarter. Yeah. We got smarter. Like, I'm, I I can tell you, that when I was in college, we, I mean, it was a thing that, you know, when you see Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. you know, what's pain? You know, what does water do? It makes you weak. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, I was getting hello, my water. Si- hello, <laughs> hello, science. <laughs> Come on, science. Tell us the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, through all that stuff, like, no, that young man – who came again, another coaching rule. I'll give you several of these cause they always pop up in conversation, but coaching rule for me is this. It's my job to never choose the game over the person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never going to choose the game over the player, whether it's my player or not. And that's somebody's kid. That's somebody's baby that they brought out there and handed over to you. And if you didn't send them back better than you, then you got them. Then you failed. You wasted all your time. So we'll throw it to break. PJ's here. We'll, we'll let her break it down when we come back behind the game.